Hi guys, welcome to another SLTV Wrestling podcast. Um, SLTV Wrestling Roundtable podcast, I should say. Missed out an important word there. Um, this is part two of our top 20 tag teams. So if you haven't listened to part one, by all means, go back and listen to it. Um, we'll get what, what we were doing, the way we were doing it. We're kind of redoing WWE's tag team top 50 list because we don't agree with it basically <laughs> so we're doing our own um these yeah these we, we've been playing around but yeah 22 11 was interesting uh 10 to 1 is gonna i assume be even more interesting um i'm gonna throw it around table to let you know who's here and then we'll get right into it Callum. yeah back again for part two of, of this uh top tag team top 20 tag team is that what we've Called yeah. it or something, something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. Adam's the one with the, who thinks of the fancy names of the podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Tag team Redux or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I enjoy doing twenty to eleven. Heartbroken that 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 WWE Ty and Adam all forgot about American Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> but looking forward I to seeing who's ten to one. <laughs> <laughs> they would be on my list if it was totally up to us. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we did our 20 to 11, um, and we're going to get right back into our top 10. Yes, looking forward to this. I mean, this might be where me and Callum sort of are shocked at Ty. Um, <laughs> so our number 10 was my number three, so Bloody very yeah. high on my list. Number 12 on Callum's and not on Ty's at all. This is the undisputed era. Oh, right, okay. How have you not put a UE in there? Like, um, I just because they're a faction, they're not a tag team. Well, no, they, this is the thing. This is the thing where the WWE <laughs> just got very grey. In that yeah. they threw a couple of factions in, like they started it out with they said Evolution, but then they said Batista and Ric Flair. So you kind of said right, they're talking about a specific tag team then. That then they sense. said DX and then just spoke about Triple H and Shawn Michaels. I was like, okay, so you're taking the tag teams now then. Yeah. And then they mentioned the Undisputed Era, and we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about all four of them. Now, admittedly, I think that's because at any one point in time, you had combinations of Kyle and Roddy, Roddy and Bobby, Bobby and Kyle, Kyle and Adam, you know, yeah. so there was all yeah, of yeah. them. So I think that's kind of where they've gone with it. Um yeah. But for me, if I go back to a team who, like Ty, you were saying, if you're going to go to the network and watch like any match, I know that if I found a tag team match from a takeover that had any combination of the Undisputed Era, Mustache Mountain, <clears throat> Alistair Black and Ricochet, um, you know, like your sort of sanities, um, even people like you know TM61, DIY, whatever, it's going to be a fantastic match. So I think yeah. I had to put Undisputed Era on my list because of the quality of the matches that they've had. Um, Callum, they were your number 12. What were they on yours, Adam? Three. Wow. Three? Three. Jesus. But again, I'm ranking my favourite tag teams here. Yeah, so, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they're my number three. On, on any takeover from, you know, around 2017 up until, up until the start of this year, you're almost guaranteed a good Undisputed Era tag team match. Whether that was the pairing of Kyle, Bobby, Kyle, Roddy, Adam and Roddy, or Adam and Kyle, or Adam and Bob, get getting all, all of them together, everyone. And 
you were just you knew you knew as soon as you put put the, the network on and it was like oh they're starting the show yeah they're going to start it off to a good start and I think that the one the one like undisputed era tag moment I remember the most was from take of a New Orleans in 2018 when Cole was pulling double duty mm-hmm. and he opened the night winning the North American title and like half an hour later he was in that tag match against was it Pete and Roddy and AOP I yeah. should know it was on a quiz the other week <laughs> and yeah. you know you thought well Cole and Roddy oh dear Cole and O'Reilly should be winning this one just for the sake of it and then like the heel turn from Roddy was perfect and I think hey. I mean I, I like Bobby Fish but I think Undisputed Era from, tw- from when they formed at SummerSlam time 2017 up until <laughs> April 2018 was okay. It was good. But once Roddy had joined, that's when they became the full force that they were for close to three years. Because I was worried when Bobby got injured and they were like, oh yeah, they're going to get Roddy Strong in, that I thought it was just going to be a bit of a latch on. And like, yeah. you know, I'm like Roddy's biggest fan. But I thought I didn't think it was going to be the right fit. But then he just ended up going straight in with the meld of that group, and you know, never looked back really. So I had yeah. to put him in there, and that's why I put him so high. To be honest, I think it's one of them where I think like, uh, although NXT tag teams are important and they have done a lot and all that stuff, and for me, it's kind of like, like who they beat. You know what I mean? And I know that's probably not the way to look at it, but it's like, if if you're looking at Undisputed Era, like, if we were doing any tag team in any company anywhere, <clears throat> I probably would have put Red Dragon on there, like, quite high, which is um, O'Reilly and Fish before they were O'Reilly and Fish. Um, so I probably would have done that, but then I just never think of NXT as, like, like, they haven't tested themselves against, like, legendary tag teams, if you like. I think that's yeah. where my head goes with it. I think the opposite to that would be that they are the legendary tag team. Yeah, yeah. That's, and I think that's that only shot. happens yeah. because they've beaten <coughs> everybody. And the, the sort of flip side to that would be that if they lost to every tag team that came through, so if they lost to Sanity, if they lost to TM61, if they yeah. lost to, like, War Raiders, which I'm assuming they did do, it would have just been, oh, there's that team that just happened to be in NXT all the time and everyone loses to. Yeah. Whereas instead, it's like, actually, they're pretty tough and they're pretty difficult to beat. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think, by far, they are the the faction that NXT managed to put together. I think, you know... Yeah, I think that I think when you're thinking of, of NXT's factions, mm. Undisputed Era is fair. Maybe that's what it was. I just looked at them like a faction, not as a tag team. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Potentially like the X, like the same yeah. in the same breath. Where I thought, well, hang on, it's not. Yeah, they're not. I'm not going to put the X in there because if you think of the X and think of a tag team, it's New Age Outlaws. It's not. It's Flexibility and Sean. So okay. Um. Well, perfect segue into our number nine, New Age <laughs> Outlaws. Hey. Um, so there were seventeen on my list. <laughs> They were eight on ties and they were 10 on Callum's. Um, and on WWE's list, they were number eight and there are number nine altogether. My eight as well. Look at that. Should wait there you for go. the company. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you mentioned already, Ty, that 
New Age Outwars are the DX tag team for you? Why are they the ones that stick out? Um, because because they're the DX tag team. Anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, <laughs> it's one of them where it's like I think they were they were my favorite tag team growing up. So you're talking about the people who you really want to like the wrestling you enjoyed watching and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, they were like, they were the first tag team to be five-time tag team champions in WWE or WWF. Um, and as everybody knows, Triple H is my favourite wrestler, but or my favourite person in wrestling, I should say. Um, but my favourite wrestler is Billy Gunn. So, um, yeah, they're just boss. They're just like, they were just like, the way the sort of plays around in the ring when you were playing rock, paper, scissors at the start of it, all the gimmicks they did, they didn't make themselves too serious. Um, the really, I think, when they joined DX, like, I don't think DX would have worked necessarily without them when Triple H just putting together his DX. I think that was, they were the, the th- as you say, like the, it wasn't like a latch on. He sort of it just worked so well, um, and yet that whole era of DX being uh, Triple H, China, Xbox, and the Outlaws is just that's the attitude era to me. Like that's so good. Um, so yeah, I have to put them. I would have put them higher, and I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I argued with myself quite a lot. To put the New Age Outlaws on there and Billy and Chuck, but I thought no, I won't put mm-hmm. Billy and Chuck on there. <laughs> yeah, because they're known more for the wedding than anything else. So yeah, I wasn't <laughs> totally against um, the New Age Outlaws nostalgia run in 2014. No, I thought they were sound. Um, like they could still yeah, go. Yeah. Like I thought it was funny. I like Billy Gunby tweeted me um, because when they were, I, th- I think it was at WrestleMania. When they had the they had the dead short match, didn't they? Because um, they got cut against this, yeah. Against the Shield, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they had the dead short match, and I tweeted something like, "It's mad to think that um, that like Billy Gunn's boots are probably older than everybody else in the ring, and um, they've had more matches than everybody else in the ring combined." And uh, he retweeted it with like, and then comment like, uh, thinking back to me with just laughing. Um, and I was just like, that's like, that's pretty cool. But it's probably true. Like, it's true, it is. Yeah. 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 Proper nostalgia, though. But yeah, his boots have probably been in more matches than everybody in that ring. Um, yeah. So it was a, uh, yeah, it was a good time. But yeah, I, th- I don't think they would have, even when they won the titles, I was like, yeah, I'm down for this. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and now Billy in um, AEW isn't isn't bad. Like when he's on the on the cards, I'm not like, oh wait, like give it up. I mean, for a near sixty year old, no, he's not. Oh, like he's so good. He's just yeah. he's such a good wrestler, and he just he just gets clubbed together in this like weird attitude era situation where there were so many talented people who, not just Billy Gunn. And not just Road Road Dog was the same to be fair, but he was like battling a lot back then. Mm-hmm. But these this like mid-card talent in the attitude era that like 
in any other era would have been the main event. But because yeah. the attitudes there were so stacked and there was so much talent, they just stayed in the mid-card. Do you know what I mean? Like I think it's an absolute travesty that when <clears> he came back to SmackDown in 2003, that he wasn't like United States champion at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Because he was red hot because yeah. he was he was around, he was in the, the vengeance um sort of United States title tournament that ended at Vengeance. And then they yeah. made a big deal about the fact that he was returning at the Rumble, I think. Yeah. Um, and again, like that was it's just you knew who, this kind of person that you had, and yeah. it was quite sad to see who was who were they against. There was Great American Bash all four, they'd put Billy Gunn and Hardcore Holly as a tag team previously. And it's like, are you really using these two guys as best as you can yeah. do? Yeah. And they ended up facing, one of them faced Mordecai and one of them faced Kenzo Suzuki, I think it was. And it's like, you have you know yeah, which way that match doing. is going to go, yeah, yeah. but yeah. you've sacrificed two of your biggest guys here. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird one. Like, I think that's it. I think it's just a strange... The attitude there is a strange one, and like I say, when he came back and stuff like that, and I think it's, uh, yeah, it's just a bit like I don't know. He had the look and the because his name was flirted around with the the main event quite a lot. Like when he won the King of the Ring, mm. he had a bit of a thing with um, with the Brock, and um, <clears throat> I don't know if you know this, but his name was thrown in the hat when um, in '99 when Austin. Got ripped out when he got run over. Yeah, his name was thrown in the hat to be the person who did it. Oh, um, okay. But Austin didn't want to work with him for whatever reason. Um, so it just it just got vetoed, and then ended mm. up being an absolute shambles of an, of a storyline. Yeah. But yeah. so we kind of like flirted with the main event. So it could have been like if what could have happened if his name was sort of mentioned in that thing, and he has a rivalry with. Um, with Austin when he came back, like how mm. different stuff could have been, do you know what I mean? But I don't know, it's one of them where, as I say, not just Billy Gunn, like these these loads of people like Ken Shamrock, he's another one. Um, even Hardcore Holly and people like that, like a lot of the mid card, Jeff Jarrett, a lot of the mid card in the nineties, late nineties, early two thousands, could have been world champ without like a bother. It just never happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and uh, fair play to Road Dog as well, one of the most oh, yeah. charismatic. Yeah, yeah, he's making um, NXT great at the minute, isn't he? So, he is you know I mean? a slight segue then into our number <coughs> eight. And this is another one where me and Callum can uh wonder why Ty's not put this team on his list. Oh, god, um, but I, I'm wondering if it's the faction issue. Oh, um, okay. so my number two, number oh, two, Callum's number 11. And not on your list at all, the shield. <laughs> like, come on. How? Okay. One um, of the best yeah. groups, if not the best group that came through WWE recently. Yeah, they are, yeah. Just, yeah. I, I love them. I think they're great. Yeah, so do I. Um, like, I like but they're not on your list, man. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I just, yeah, maybe it is the faction thing and I just stayed away from the idea of a faction. I don't really think of them as like as a tag team like as a tag team group of wrestlers. Do you know what I mean? I think they I were... suppose what happened is we were, we were started off with Rollins and Reigns as the tag team. Yeah. 
mm. and that was the norm with Ang- with Ambrose being the single star. They then break off. They then all go and have individual singles careers. And then when they get back together again, it's Rollins and Ambrose tagging and Reigns yeah. as a single star. I think I preferred Rollins and Reigns as a tag team. Yeah, but I think... Yeah. I think WWE knew that Reigns was their breakout, I think. Oh, that was what they wanted to do with it, yeah. Mm. You would assume, like, at that point, they were like, he's the guy. So, Mm. to put him in a tag team with somebody seems a little bit of a a back step, maybe. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, I don't know why I didn't put them in. I haven't got a, a, a clear, like... Oh yeah, I haven't put them in because of this. I just don't see them as like as a tag team. Maybe I did just see them as a collective, like a like a three man group. And mm. um, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of yeah, that was a misstep on my part because they probably should be in there somewhere. Well, they're still not number, number eight, not number two. Know what I mean? Come on, like, man. Come on, man. I'm I'm really interested to see who's your who your number one is going to be. I think I think our number one maybe similar, maybe okay. similar. Okay. But I mean, speaking about the shield, they were just three three guys that you could always count on having a good match, whether it be on Raw, SmackDown, or a pay per view from 2012 onwards until they split in 2014. Mm. Like yeah. like the like the whole thing that they did with. Team Hell No, Ryback, Undertaker, Evolution, the Wyatt Family Elimination Chamber 2014, which I think was a match I recommended a few months ago on a podcast and never went back to watch. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, this sort of time in 2012 through to 2014 was in a way like a... Where, almost like a changing of the guard in WWE where Cena was, was around, but he was taking a bit of a back seat in a way. No, yeah. Michaels, Edge, Orton were all, you know, either gone or there or thereabouts. And you just relied on Rollins, Reigns, Ambrose, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, and then later on with the White family almost carrying both shows at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. And, you know, in, in a position where NXT wasn't in the, the position that it's in now where there was talent going to Raw and SmackDown and being able to, to fill out the shows like, like they can do now. And, I mean, I would say that I know NXT is in a different position now to as it was in 2012 when those three came up, but I think as a faction, but also as single stars, and even though Ambrose has moved on to, to AEW, they are the three biggest success stories to come out of NXT by some margin. I yeah. would say so. Yeah, we're out of um, um What was I going to say? Can't remember. They just have good matches, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I will. I will say that these probably should be on my list. But yeah, when I'm thinking of tag teams, I don't think of the Shield. But if we were doing a factions one, oh yeah, they they would be right up there. They would be yeah. probably the most successful faction in the last. 10 years, I would say, mm. realistically. Okay. Because I can't think of another another three-man or more faction where every single one of them is being a world champ and being a strong world champ. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think that's ever happened. It's always a, 
Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty situation where one person or two people always transcend the rest of them. And I don't think they Obviously, Reigns has transcended the other two because one of them has to. But I would never look at Reigns and think... Probably look at Reigns and think he's done the best of the lot. But at the same time, you could argue that Seth has. And you mm. could argue that uh, Ambrose has or Moxley has, whichever way you want to look at it. Like, every single one of them have gone from this faction and used it as the catapult it should always be to be a main event star. Like, yeah. there's no two ways about it. So, yeah. Okay. Um, we don't have a number seven because we've got a joint number six. Um, <laughs> so it ended up being that these two teams came out with the same amount of points. Um, but I'm going to go to one team first. Um, and the reason why I'm going to this team first is because they were very similar on mine and Ty's list and they were quite high up on Callum's list. Um, so our first and joint sixth was 11th on mine, 10th on Ty's, 3rd on Callum's, Edge and Christian, who okay. I think I think the argument that you get, and we'll probably come to this in a little bit, is Hardy's, Dudley's, Edge and Christian, who do you put as number one? Who do you put as number two? Who do you put as number three? I mean, I, I think I'm definitely more of an Edge fan than a Christian fan. Um, I think there's just something about Christian um, that, for whatever reason, doesn't kind of work with me. Like, I like him. I think he's great enough as it is. Um, and you could probably argue underrated, but Edge is a bit flashier, I would say, maybe a bit showier. Um, mm. But I think as a tag team, they were just a little bit bland for me. Um, I mean, obviously, there are number 11 on my list. They were still great, and they still had great matches, and maybe I've got an affinity for the matches instead of actually them. But I think if your choice is between, you've got the Hardys who use ladders, you've got the Dullies who use tables, and Edge and Christian use chairs, like, to me, they're the the weaker of the three, Um, which is why they were my number 11. Um, Ty, you put them as 10, so I'm assuming you're similar. Um, yeah, kind of. Um, do you, uh, just a side note, um, do you think it's Christian's face that you don't like? I'm gonna put a sticker over it. I believe sticker over it. Um, I think, um, I put them so low, not so low because they're not that low, but they were only a tag team for about two years and they never ever went back to being a tag team. You were in a tag team for long. Yeah. Like, everyone thinks they were like this amazing amazing tag team. And they were like, oh, yeah, Edge and Christian, oh, this and that. Oh, they should be one, two, and three with the Dudleys and Hardys. They shouldn't. They went off on their own way too, not way too quick. They did the right thing. But they never had like a comeback tour or like a, we're doing this. Only when Edge retired that they got kind of got back together. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I, I put them number 10 because I understand that you probably need to. But at the same time, kind of the same with you. I did not, I won't, I wouldn't go back to a, to a match and watch it before Edging Christian, if that makes sense. I would watch TLC because it's TLC and I would happily watch it and I would enjoy everything that Edging Christian do. But I wouldn't be thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch this Edge against the match. Do you know? But what if I mean? your option like... was, 
you can watch a Hardy Dudley's, you can watch a Dudley's Edge and Christian, or you can watch an Edge Christian Hardy's. I'd go Hardy Dudley's. Yeah, I'd go Hardy Dudley's. To be fair, I probably wouldn't. I probably, I probably wouldn't. I think that, I think it's a bit obvious and a bit like, I like to watch matches that I don't know, that I can't remember much of. Mm. It's very, it's rare for me to watch a Dudley's Hardy match or Dudley's Edge and Christian or Hardy's Edge and Christian match that I haven't, I haven't seen that many times or hasn't like sort of resonated with me to the point where I'm like, I know exactly what happens. Like, Mm. And I'm just watching it to go through the motions, which isn't bad because that shows how many times I've rewatched the match. Do you know what I mean? Especially with TLC. You're not going to watch a TLC match with them to the end, any of them, and be like, oh, I forgot that happened. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of one of them where it's just ingrained in you that it's yeah. amazing. And more often than not, you're watching the match because someone next to you has either never seen it or is like, listen, shit, let's get on it. <laughs> Get on this, sit down, come on. Come and watch this. And we'll watch it. We'll watch Mankind get thrown off a cell in a minute. We will we'll, we'll show you. We'll show you how good wrestling can be. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I think it's more of them where maybe the same thing. It's just a bit like, it's not bland, but yeah, they just weren't a tag team for that long. I just, mm-hmm. oh, I think of them as singles wrestlers. Really. You know what I mean? So, Calm, do a number three on yours. Yeah, and, and there's a team in number seven that you've been mentioning a lot, uh, that you've mentioned a bit there, um, and I think we'll come to them a bit later. But for me, Edge and Christian, you know, it wasn't just what what they did within the ring; it was what they were what they were outside the ring. You know, when you watch like the the twenty four or the the Edge documentary, it's on the network. You notice how how important both men are to, to each to each other's life. You know, they're pretty much, you know, they, they are brothers, practically. And you, you saw the thing at the 2021 Royal Rumble and Christian returning. And just that moment was so special to watch for someone who didn't really grow up at all watching Edge and Christian as a tag team, but grew up knowing that Edge and Christian were a tag team and you, you knew how how important both of them are to one another. And I just think if it were, let, let's say it was the Dudley boys and it was Bubba Ray wrestling in the 2021 Royal Rumble and Devon returned after, you know, being out seven, eight years. To me, that wouldn't have had the same impact on me if it, as it did with Christian returning and, you know, hugging Edge. And just, just those moments were so special. And I just think... That whilst it's, it's in a similar way as the Brothers of Destruction, whilst they were separate from one another, you know, when, when they weren't as a tag team, you always felt you could see them in the ring together and all of a sudden they, they'd be in the ring together and thought, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's Edge and Christian, they used to be a team, or what they're going to do, you always felt that every few years you could see them, you know, be in a feud with one another or just be there, be there with each other. Yeah. Um, okay. So our, our other team at number six, now joint number six, were um, kind of our first big discrepancy between our list and WWE's list. They were 38 on WWE's list. Oh, my God. Um, they were 13th on ties, 6th on Callum's, 5th on mine. This is DIY. Wow. The DIY and the great. Yeah. 
yeah. it was one of those one of those things where as soon as they popped up on on the WWE list, I was like, I do not agree with this at I, all. I turned it off. I I've only actually watched part one of the <laughs> WWE list because there were a couple of teams DIY included that I just thought, yeah, the fact that they're lower down than some other teams like like the Mega Powers, mm-hmm. you know, who who were pretty much just a tag team formed for SummerSlam that year and on to the following WrestleMania. You know, DIY were in in my opinion the greatest tag match in in perhaps the last ten years, perhaps even longer than ten years since since the original TLC. My that, favorite tag match wow. ever. Yeah, same, same. That two out of three falls against the revival was just something else. Yeah. And everything happening in the Cruiserweight Classic, it's just special. Everything that DIY did from their from their debut in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic to the split in 2017 was just some of the best TV. And it kind of it it evolved NXT and they evolved NXT and continue to evolve NXT as they as they carry on in their in their singles careers, but also when they reformed a few times in the past, you think, oh, I can't wait to see DIY versus Undisputed Era or DIY versus Mustache Mountain. Give them DIY against any tag team that you see in, in NXT that are, that are around now. You think, oh, just get, just have DIY versus MSK. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? DIY versus GYV. Yes. yes. Come yes. on. Come on. Well, um, I think t- DIY were the only NXT um, tag team that I put on there. And the reason I did, it was probably because of that match, to be fair. And I think if a lot of people talk about like the, the greatest match ever and all stuff like that, and all that stuff, and it's argued that Undertaker Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania is the greatest match ever. And I think... Or in WWE, and I think the greatest match tag team match in WWE is that two out of three fours match. Like, mm-hmm. there's no better tag team match that hasn't got a sort of crazy stipulation of you can do anything you want, and it's going to be all these spots and all stuff like that. It's it's like a it's got a bit of everything for everyone. Um, so yeah, I think. That match pushed them up the list. And also, I would argue that Gargano and Champa are essentially the Rock and Austin of NXT. Like, they are... If we, they were at a point... Because you've got to think the Shields were a big thing, but NXT is completely different to how NXT was when Rollins was champ. Do you know what I mean? It's just a different beast. It's compl- It's just not the same company, uh, not the same promotion. Um, and I think Gargano and Champa are the two guys and the two like cornerstones of NXT, without a doubt. Like if you were, everyone talks about the Mount Rushmore. Like you couldn't have a, a Mount Rushmore of NXT without them two on it. You just couldn't. It just they made that sort of, they made NXT to be on the same level as as Raw and SmackDown, I think, anyway. Maybe Stan Sanders did at some point. So, as a tag team, you've got to kind of put them in there to be like what they've done together and apart. 
you can't have, it can't be sort of oh it's only NXT do you know what I mean I think yeah. it's I do I honestly do think that's like yeah that's the way it works with them too I think just to kind of reciprocate what you two were saying the, the story of DIY is great and yeah. it's something that I've really fallen into and I'd love to do a full episode just talking about DIY um, and just talking about like you know the the runners of the tag team, the success of the tag team, the match that they had at the CWC, mm-hmm. um, the the kind of matches that they've had since. Um, the one kind of sort of bum note I would say is the one final beat match that they had. Um, yeah, that kind of fad of making every match cinematic. But again, like, and I've used this anecdote before. My best mate Daniel, he doesn't really watch wrestling. He's he's watched it because of me. Going back to like when we were fifteen, and you know, like he's texting his dad saying, "Can I stay at Adams?" Because it's the Great American Bash, and his dad's replying to him saying, "I don't care if it's the Great Indian Bash, you're not staying." <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, I, I remember watching it with him, watching NXT Takeover Toronto with him. And after that match ended, I didn't have to prompt him. It wasn't like I, I was purposely showing him that match because I'd seen it before. I didn't have to prompt him to do anything. He just said, "That is the best match." that I have ever seen. And for a non-fan to say that, yeah. like that tells you everything that you need to know, basically, that they've made a non-fan feel yeah. something towards wrestling, you know, yeah. um, other than meh, you know. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. I think it's it's one of them things that, even as wrestling fans, like we as a collective and everybody else who's listening or whatever it may be, Always kind of, I think, start to look for that match that makes you put your hands down and forget that um, it's predetermined or it's yeah. like mm-hmm. they know who's going to win. Do you know what I mean? And I think everybody's looking for that match to be like, to, to just lose themselves in. And there's no denying that if you watch that match, you just lose yourself in. Mm-hmm. Like, you just completely do. Like, it's just, it's just sublime. Like, it's... Yeah. I don't think these are. I don't think these are better match that NXT have produced, but they definitely isn't a better tag team match that NXT have produced. I think definitely not. Everything that went into it, and even as you say, as you're not not a wrestling fan, you could go into that match cold, and it'd still make you feel so, which is yeah, rare, very very rare. Even with a stipulation as well, with a stipulation two out of yeah. three falls, like you, yeah, you can yeah. understand it and you can understand the, yeah. the sort of the. I mean, we all know we're wrestling fans because we're a little bit smart to it now that if you get a two out of three falls match, it's usually going to be one fall, one fall, yeah, final yeah. fall is the decision. Yeah. But that just ups the drama, that just ups the sort of urgency to it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Okay, right. Let's get into our top five then. Um, so our number five was number seven on WWE's list, was nine on mine, six on ties, and five on Callum's. This is the Usos. Um, because again, I think they're a great team. Um, I think the sort of the reinvention of their gimmick did them a whole lot of good when you know at the right time in their career, but yeah. that's not to cast shade on matches that they had with people like Harper and Rowan, uh, Money in the Bank and Battleground, I believe, in 2014, because they were fantastic matches. But their run and their rivalry with the New Day, essentially, told us everything that we needed to know about the Usos. And if I'm honest, sort of 
we we needed that to believe in things like main event J so in the bloodline currently being a thing on SmackDown that if they'd not had that rivalry with New Day, if they'd not had that absolutely brutal Hell in a Cell match, we wouldn't have ended up with things like Kofi as WWE champion with main event Jey Uso, with the bloodline being so believable and helping Reigns be absolutely... Like, I'm so looking forward to this, and this is going to age this podcast slightly. We're recording this on a Saturday before fans are back, and I'm so looking forward to seeing Reigns' reaction on SmackDown and at Money in the Bank because it's going to be a, like almost a year's worth of pent-up look at how great his character finally is now and that's been helped through the Usos and the believability in the Usos. Um, Calum, they were bang on your number five as they are in our number f- in our combined list. Um, why did you put the Usos as number five? I think, in a weird way, if we were doing this, if we were doing this podcast five, five, six years ago, they wouldn't have been in my top ten. You know, they may have not, well, they may have not even been in my top twenty. Mm. You know, the last four or five years, we've seen their characters change so much to the point where both Jay and Jimmy are now a featured, a featured players on SmackDown, and yeah. soon I think will become tag champions once again. And I think I think about like the last four or five years in terms of tag team wrestling in WWE. You've had really them, the New Day, and maybe the Bar as the integral, the integral three or four teams that have been around in this last five years. And you can always, you always banked on the Usos and the New Day having a tag match to remember at, at any pay per view. It's a, it a thing of like we don't really have a lot of tag teams left on the roster because you know either we release them or we split them. But we still have the Usos around. So Usos, you're going to face this team this week. Oh, cool. That means we're going to get an Usos New Day match, which you're mm-hmm. always just you're always going to sit back and enjoy, no matter how many times you've seen it. And whilst it wasn't necessarily a match, I just remember, I think it was late 2018, 2019, when you got like the whole Kofi Mania thing starting. And New Day were put in like a gauntlet match. Um, and they had to win for Kofi to earn a spot at WrestleMania. And he just had the Usos walk out and say, yeah, we're not going to wrestle you because you deserve this spot. And you just see like the history between those two teams. And I kind of think that the Usos, and I know we're going to come on to the New Day later, um, I hope. Um, (laughs) the, The Usos and the New Day are the modern day Edge, Christian, Hardys and Dudleys. You know, you can yeah. throw them into a match, put any stipulation, it's going to be memorable. And I think it's a shame that we didn't have the Hardys round for long enough to put the Hardys in with the New Day and the Usos, because I think they would have created magic as well with them. And they're just... Even though we've seen them as single stars in the past few months, you still want to go back to them as a tag team, and you think... They're going to be around for another, hopefully, fingers crossed, everything's going on with Jay at the, uh, with Jimmy at the moment. Fingers crossed they are still going to be around in another five years' time and shepherd in the new flock of tag teams that are coming in and just be be just the standard bearers for WWE in years to come. Yeah. Um, Ty, have you got anything to add about the Usos? 
Uh, no, I think I think Callum covers it all. Like, I think that's yeah, it's one of them where you can't really argue everything that you've said. Um, I think you're right. The Uso, there was I think there was a point when um, the Usos were first about to doing the thing, and it's I'm sure like on the Twitter bio or something they were like the only re- they call themselves like the only real tag team in WWE. And there was a point when they were like, and mm. this goes back to the same thing with like, like the idea of Legion of Doom and of like Demolition and all all them kinds of teams and like the New Age Outlaws and stuff like that. They they remained a tag team. They came in as a tag team, and they are a tag team. Even when main event Jey Uso goes and gets a title shot or. Like he does the things on his own, he's still a new soul. Like that's not going to change. And yeah. I think that's the thing that kind of he's been a tag team for so long, and they've been together for so long that that's kind of unheard of in this in this day and age of wrestling because something always happens where they get split up. And I will mention the Usos and New Day Hell in the Cell match is fantastic. Yeah, like it's so good. Like it's such a good match between the pair of them. So yeah, I I one hundred percent agree with what Callum said. Like there's no, I don't think there's anything else to uh, to say. Do you know what I mean? No. Okay, uh, our number four, well number five on WWE's list. Uh, they are number ten on my list, seven on Callum's, and number one on Ty's oh. list. Oh, the wait. Dudley Boys. Oh my God, you people are a disgrace. See, <laughs> I, I will get in my bit now. Go I was it. doing this more based on on the WWE on the WWE run, and Dudley Boys as a, as a team within WWE were only around maybe three, four years mm-hmm. as a tag team. You know, from '99 to roughly around the draft in '02, and then when they reformed in what 2015 or 2016. Um, like I was quite surprised that Edge and Christian weren't higher than them in our in our list because I just think in terms of WWE, the Dudleys didn't add as much as they did in different companies. You know, to me, I, I resonate Dudley Boys with ECW and then TNA more so than I do in WWE. Okay, because I I vividly remember obviously the. As we've discussed, Edge and Christian Hardy's Dudley's thing. Um, I very vividly remember a strong 2004 SmackDown run where they turned heel and they had Spike Dudley as the boss, Spike Dudley. Um, I don't think they won the tag titles at that point, but Spike was definitely Cruiserweight champion. Um, like that, that was a good run. Um, and then after that, they kind of went away and went to TNA and stuff. Um, I was very surprised to see them come back in 2015. But happily surprised, but then yeah. I was a bit gutted with the way that that went because it kind mm-hmm. of filtered out and petered out a little bit. Um, but tied the number one on your list, so is this the first number one mention? This is like... the first number one mention, okay. The Dudleys, ah, uh, what they are the most successful tag team in yeah. the world, like, yeah, ever. So, I in my head, I was like. I can't, I can't not. Know what I mean? I can't even, even though they are kind of ECW and um, they've had the WCW tag team titles as well, and um, 
obviously it's a bit different because WWE owned the company at the time. But all that stuff, I look at them three companies as sort of an amalgamation of one these days because they, they are all the same. Do you know what I mean? Realistically. Um, and yeah, I just think, I don't think it's fair to put the Dudleys anywhere lower than one purely because the longevity of that tag team. Like, they didn't want to be split up. It wasn't like, we'll split them up and we'll do these things. But yeah, and it'll be amazing. The pair of them kind of, like, didn't really do much. I mean, Devon became a reverend, which was terrible. Um, but then in every other, like, even when he went to TNA, stuff like that, they remained a tag team until, um, like, until Devon decided to slow it down a bit and then Bully Ray came about and that was amazing. Um, but yeah, it's one of them where I just I was I was looking at me top, kind of me top two or three, and just thought I can't put the Dudleys anywhere else except one because they they're like like forty seven time tag team champions or something like something ridiculous. So it's like yeah, the just the longevity of that team and the fact that they kind of came into ECW and. They weren't separated in ECW quite for that long. At the time, there was just about 647 Dudley boys, and they kind of like mm-hmm. um, gravitated to each other. Yeah, I think it was like all that stuff. And then when they came into the debris and he brought in tables, and you got to think as well, like nobody was really using tables the way they were using them before that. Mm-hmm. And now it's just a standard that you're like, there was never a tables match before the Dudley came in, really. Know what I mean? That wasn't a thing. Now it's like a, a pay-per-view spectacle. Know what I mean? So yeah, I just think the Dudley Boys are one of them teams that if you're looking at who's the best tag team, you've got to look at who remains as a tag team for the longest time, who won the most titles, who were the most dominant as a tag team. And the Dudleys were always that for me. Like yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, I have to kind of put them in there. Um, but yeah, shout out to Bully Ray because he's, uh, yeah, I loved Bully Ray and TNA. Absolutely loved it. So, I mean, they're easily a deserved number four. Easily. <laughs> easily. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I don't, mean, I don't mean that to be snide at all. They are. Like, I mean, they were number five on the WWE's list. So we've done them one better. Yeah. Um, you I'm know. really interested at who number three might be because I don't think yeah, WWE did do them a very good service. Well, this is interesting now because I think that if anyone's listening, and this is kind of what me and Calm were doing for weeks with WWE's list, is trying to figure out who was going to go where. Um, I would imagine that anyone who's listening has two teams in the head of they've not done these yet, and then one team as to what who's filling this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am thinking the same. I, I didn't know yeah. American Alpha one. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave you in suspense for just another second um, because we don't have a number three. We have a joint oh, wow. second place. Oh, that's nice. Um, so, the, the first team that I'm going to discuss is a joint second place just because the next team have a bit more of a marrying of where we've positioned them. Um the next team were number one on WWE's list 
eight on mine, fifth on ties, second on Callum's, The New Day. Ooh. So they are our first joint second tag team. Okay. Wow. Um, and I think we can do this relatively easy and quickly. We all love The New Day. I think yeah. it started out patchy. It started out difficult for them. I didn't necessarily want to see Kofi Kingston doing stuff like that. I didn't yeah. want to see Big E doing stuff like that. Woods, I was more familiar with as Consequences Creed from TNA. Um, yeah. But then when they found the groove, there was no literally, stopping them. Literally yeah, found literally. the groove. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest um, successes of WWE recently in terms of something that they've done is putting the WWE title on Kofi Kingston. Um, and I can just remember tweeting out around about that time. It was weird how it all kind of just happened almost organically that Kofi was sort of flirting with a bit of a push and they kind of flirted with it a little bit on WWE TV. And then it ended up just being, like I tweeted, I have no problem at all with a Kofi Kingston WWE championship run. And I tweeted that like around Elimination Chamber or Fastlane, I think it was. Mm. Um, and then obviously it happened at Mania. Um, but where are we? Callum, were you number two? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite pleased who might be also tied second because I, I was tempted <laughs> to rank that certain team higher, but I'm surprised that they might be around there. Um, I just remember like the birth of the New Day around 2014 and they were doing like this whole, I guess, was it like preacher sort of, yeah. almost reverent, yeah. a, a, a choir sort of gimmick. And at first I thought, this could either go two ways to where it could be very stereotypical, which around that time of 2014, 2015, wouldn't have been the best of ideas. Um, and, it, and, it, and it could go in a way where they're going to be a team for, you know, three, four months and then easily be forgotten about and go their separate ways. Because you saw that a lot around that time where you just, you know, make a faction, let's say like League of Nations later in 2015, you form the team just for the sake of it, and within a few weeks that they're they've dissolved. Thankfully, with the new day, that wasn't the case. And you know, I just remember to begin with, they were being booed, and no one really liked them at all because, and even though they were trying to be faces as well, they just weren't finding that support. And then all of a sudden, you know, really 2015 time when they became just themselves, that's when they became the the, the dominant tag team that they are still today. And I think I saw them against Kid and Cesaro in 2015, a house show. And, you know, they were doing the whole New Day sucks chance still around that time. And then you just watch them in a match and you think, oh, no, they don't actually suck. They're a really (laughs) good tag team. And I was really pleased to see them before they became, like, the success that they were. And, you know, you go back to 2019 and the whole Kingston the whole Kingston title reign, it was just really special. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's something that, you know, back in 2008, 2009, it never would have happened. And really up until that time, it never would have happened either. So it's, it's something that, you know, it's three of us, we can't resonate with all the way. But because we've watched Kingston's whole WWE career from, you know, 07, 08 and the whole, the Jamaican, the SOS stuff, and seeing like his the highs and lows of Kofi Kingston, really, 
Um, you know, he, he's someone that I would put in my top. I mean, I know I didn't. We did top ten a few weeks ago, but in terms of guys that I respect as a wrestler and a human being, Kingston will be right up there in in my top ten. You know, he has been around ever since I started to watch watching wrestling in 07 has always been a, a constant favorite of mine. So that was really special on that part. And just, just as a tag team, you know, the match against Usos, you know, will go down in history as some of the best matches WWE has produced in, in this time. And they're just, you can see them around in two, three years, you know, coming back like the shield did a few years ago and just, reforming as that tag team and just still being over in three, four years time as they were in 2016-17. Sorry, yeah. do you want to add anything? Says it all again. There you go. Says <laughs> it all. I think this is the only time I put a, a faction in because yeah. they they did kind of like the free bed rule where it's like sort of and it's funny because when you mention like I love the whole preacher thing at the start, like I absolutely loved it. Like, I, I would have been happy if they kept that, to be honest with you. Like, all suited up and, like, doing the thing and trying to be faces and everyone hating them. Like, I really enjoyed that because it was one of them where it's like, I wonder if they're going to stick to being faces knowing that everyone absolutely hates them. Like, mm. I wonder how they're going to mix it up. It was quite interesting to me. Um but yeah, I think it's it's strange to think of them as heels, like when they switched, and they mm-hmm. were heels for quite a while. To be fair, it wasn't like yeah. they weren't. And then it's strange to think of people like booing them out the building and them being like them being the mega heels and doing the way they did it and stuff like that. And it's like even thinking about that now, it's like they've been a tag team for so long, and it's still fresh. It's still. It still works, it's still fun, it's still everything you want it to be. Do you know what I mean? And as you say about the uh, the Kofi winning the title, even going into that match, I was a bit like, this is, just isn't going to happen. You know what I mean? This just isn't. Mm-hmm. Like, even Woods, I read somewhere only the other day that Woods didn't know the outcome of that match because um, he was like, I don't want to know it because mm-hmm. I don't want to be upset if they change it on the fly. So... Mm-hmm. Just don't tell me. And that's why when they picked him up on his shoulders, Woods was crying. Because yeah. he was like, it was it was like genuine emotion. Like, because I didn't know the outcome of that match. I didn't know Kofi was gonna win. So um yeah, I think it is one of them things where you're like, it's it's nice to be it's it's rare these days that you get a moment where it's like proper cool to be a wrestling fan. And I think that moment's gonna kind of be looked at in 20 years' time, to be like, oh, like that, that's cool to watch. Or oh, that's cool to see. And it's like, yeah, I was right in the middle of being a wrestling fan then. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. one of them moments that sort of is going to be a big thing, I think. Um, but yeah, New Day, fully deserving to be in right yeah. at the top. You know what I mean? just, just another match to add, I mentioned the one against the Usos. Uh, New Day versus the short-lived team of Y2AJ on an episode of <laughs> yeah. Raw in about 2016. Yeah, yeah. I think this I was downstairs watching that match and I was making odd noises watching that match at 8am at in the morning and I think my parents were quite worried what I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a perfect match that you just you can go back and watch and always enjoy. 
no matter how many times you've watched it. And I think that's the whole New Day, the whole New Day run in general. You can you can pick a match around any time between 2015 to around 2020 that the New Day were in and just enjoy watching it. You know, the match yeah. and like the pre-match promos and just everything that New Day did was just so entertaining. Yeah, I just, I love the fact that because uh, since Kofi's had his WWE title run, that he is now one of those people that if you need him to, you can put him back up again and you can put him back in it as we're seeing. Yeah. Um, or we will have seen by the time this goes out at Money in the Bank and things like that. Um, him okay. being the champ again and stuff like that, yeah. Because he's, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. now a two-time champ, isn't he, obviously? Cause he is. He's won it. He beat Lashley at Money in the Bank. He's facing <laughs> whoever it is at SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're returning um, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yes, well, yeah. He's got his own back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> story tells itself. That's what it is. <laughs> um, all right, not to leave anyone on tenterhooks. Um, the second tag team that made our number two spot um, is the biggest discrepancy between our list and WWE's list. They were number thirty-nine on WWE's list, and they're our number two. Oh, um, oh they were number four on my list and Callum's list. And they were number seven on Ty's list. Paul London, Brian Kendrick, Lundrick. Are like, they that? Wow. Yeah. That's that's insane. That's a, a genuine shock. Do you know what? I completely forgot that we hadn't mentioned them. I was looking at because I've got my list in front of me. Yeah. Completely forgot we hadn't mentioned them. I was just like, where's this going? Like, what the? <laughs> I see, can't I, see anyone. Like, I, I saw your list first, Ty. And I was like thinking, I'm really interested to see if Ty even has London and Kendrick on there. <laughs> because if, if you didn't have them on there, I probably wouldn't have ranked them as high as four. But when yeah. I saw when I saw them down at seven in yours, I thought, okay, I'm not going to be mocked if I put them really high. <laughs> yeah. Because I think they were the first tag team I remember really supporting. I know I've said yeah. that like my first time watching wrestling was 07. And that was roughly around the time that they were tag champions on SmackDown. But I vividly remember watching the Armageddon match, which that had them, Eminem, Hardy Boys and Taylor and Regal in. And yeah. they're just a tag team that could fit in any generation after 2006, 07. And I think it's just a shame that the era that they were, they were a team in, there wasn't many oppositions for them to really have great matches against. You know, you had like Deuce and Domino, Murdoch mm-hmm. and Cade, a few others sprinkled around that time. Whereas if they were still going now or were a new tag team now and you had them against Young Bucks or Usos, New Day, and I think I mentioned about this about a previous tag team like Haas and Benjamin, you would really see how good London and Kendrick could be. Mm-hmm. And they were just a fun tag team to watch. You know, you were sat on the edge of your seat watching. And as uh, an eight, nine-year-old watching two people fly around the ring, there was nothing more exciting than that. And, you know, I'll, I'll mention it now. Their pairing with with Ashley was really cool around that time. And it's just so sad what's happened to Ashley. Yeah. And they were just a great team and just so entertained to watch on that SmackDown show. And really, as proven by the WWE list, really underrated. Definitely. Yeah. I think there's a... Go, go, go on, sorry. No, go ahead. It's all, it's all good. It's um, I was just going to say, I think there's a reason why they were um, longest reigning tag champs at one point, because as you said, Callum, 
there was barely any competition for them, which mm. made it quite sad, actually. But if I think about teams that, for whatever reason, pulled me into the tag team division or pulled me into one and watching tag team matches, well, Paul London and Brian Kendrick were one of the first. Um, that I just remember so vividly the, the team, the kind of the aesthetic they had. You know, they'd sprint to the ring, they'd both slide in, they'd do moonsaults off the top rope during their entrance. I've just kicked my table. Um, <laughs> You're doing a moonsault off your chair. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, I just think, it, like we mentioned before about like, can you imagine us having like a DIY GYV match? Can you imagine us having a DIY MSK match? Can you imagine Poland and Brian Kendrick versus GYV? Or Poland and Brian Kendrick versus DIY? Or something like that. Like, they'd be absolutely fantastic matches. Um, and you are totally right, Callum, when you call them underrated because they were the first team that, as soon as I saw them as number 39 on WWE's list, I was like, are you insane? Because even though DIY are up there on our list and on my list, like DIY, WWE said were 38 and Poland and Brian Kendrick were 39. And I was just like, come on. I mean, I know there's a little bit of kind of, politics with it and all that kind of stuff that they don't have the best relationship with Paul London because he smiled as Vince McMahon was about to die mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> like the fact that this list doesn't even include the revival tell you how kind of petty WWE have been with yeah. things like this so obviously I'm going to put that more down to politics but if we're doing a real list and we're doing our list Paul London and Ryan Kendrick are clearly a favourite of ours at least mm. uh, what were you going to say today? Yeah, I think like I agree with what you're about saying. It's one of them where it is it is unfortunate that the politics have kind of come into it as as this shows, as you say, and not having the revival anywhere near it is insanity. But I think it's one of them where they must have saw stock in the pair of them because they're like they're still the longest reigning SmackDown champs or whatever it is. The old the titles for like a year or something. Like if you think about it, they're thirty nine and they. Held the title for almost or just over a calendar year, whatever it was. It was a long, long time and all that. Mm. I would, I would argue that Edge and Christian, their combined reigns probably didn't even come near that. Do you know what I mean? Probably the same with uh, probably the Hardys <clears throat> or the Dudleys. Although they've been multi-time champions, they did like London and Kendrick were like. They were in the they were the tag team champs, but they were like they held the tag team champs for tag team titles for such a long time that it's like although the teams weren't at the caliber that they could have been, they must have seen something in the parents to be like, this is still fun, this is still interesting, people are still into this, so they don't need to drop the titles, we don't need to split them up. And that says a lot, especially for the time that it was. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's a, it's a it's a real shame that the pair of them are so low on WWE's list when 10, 15 years ago they seen so much in them that mm-hmm. they would let them hold the titles for that long and let them break records and do what they did. Like I always find it funny when they let somebody break break some records or whatever it is that they know people are gonna talk about for a long time, but then like they fall out with the with them people and they're like, oh well that doesn't matter anymore. That's not a thing. And it's just like you've like you've you've done something to make people remember them. And now people remember them, you're like, oh no, they're not they're not that good. They, yeah. they were doing they were a big thing. And you're just like, so come on. 
Good player. So because well, yeah. it's like um, Del Rio winning the biggest Royal Rumble with forty men in it, and then we don't like him anymore, so we're going to do a Rumble with fifty men in it. <laughs> yeah, have Strowman win it, but now yeah. we don't like Strowman, so yeah, yeah. we're not going to mention that either. It's just it's madness. Like it's just it's just so funny. Like, but yeah, yeah it's one of them. I um, I think it's an absolute travesty that they're uh, so low on the list. They should yeah. at least be in the top twenty. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would say at the very least. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I wonder well, Joint number two. I wonder what our number one's going to be. I What's wonder. this other team that we've not mentioned? I can't think um, of another team that we haven't mentioned. <laughs> they were number two on WWE's list. They were number two on Ty's list. And they were number one on mine, number one on Callum's. It's the Hardy Boys. That's got to be, hasn't it? Has to be. Got to be. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have such an affinity for the Hardy Boys, both as a team and as single stars, that. I kind of put rose-tinted glasses or sort of like blinkers on whenever anything comes out about Jeff Hardy's had another DUI or Matt Hardy's done something a bit daft. I, I won't hear a bad thing said about them <laughs> because yeah. they were alongside as the Dudleys, but they were the first match that I ever saw. Um, wow. I The first match wow. I ever watched was t- Royal Rumble 2000, Hardy's and Dudleys in the tables match. Yeah. And I vividly remember seeing Jeff Hardy do the Swanton um, wow. for the first time, and that was that all. That was all it needed to hook me in. Was that off um, the cab, off the uh, off the taxi that was above the thing? Yeah, that like that little one. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was. Yeah, above, yeah. They had like a taxi, didn't they? Yeah. It was in the garden. Um, and then since then, it was just let's go and you know let's follow the Hardys around and following Jeff in TNA for a bit, being absolutely thrilled when he came back to WWE thrilled when they put the tag titles on them again um i don't think i've ever seen them wrestle as a tag team but i did i was there at mania when they faced each other which was quite special to see i suppose um but yeah big big hardy's fan and obviously loved seeing them come back at wrestlemania 33 um but yeah calm do you're number one too i'm assuming you have a similar irk to me i am yeah i mean obviously for me like oh seven time they were they were a team for a, for a few more weeks until like maybe like the brand split or when Matt went over to, to SmackDown and formed with MVP. So I don't have a lot of memories from them as a tag team in the early days of the Hardy Boys. And yet, you know, with with the beauty of the WWE Network, you can go back and watch Hardy Boy matches, you know, TLC, all of them, you know, what watch them and you enjoy them. And for me, I always have gravitated more towards the Hardy Boys, in particular Jeff, throughout his WWE run from 07 to when he left in 09, 010, after the feud of Punk. I've always been a Jeff fan over a Matt fan. And I've always wanted them, since since Jeff and Matt both left WWE, I didn't really follow their careers in TNA because because it was, it was it's a weird thing where even though TNA does get shown here in the UK, it's that thing of like, oh, well, I've watched, watched Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Do I really have time to see what they're doing in TNA? Probably not. Um, sorry, Ty, because I know you're our TNA aficionado. Yeah, at least I love TNA. So I and to be fair, I've done the same thing because I've, I've kind of bailed TNA for mm. AEW because I just haven't got time to watch them both. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And then like, 2017 hit and after the broken Matt stuff and broken Jeff there was those rumours of oh yeah the Hardy Boys are going to be returning and it's 
WrestleMania 33, ladder match. The stars really aligned. And I, I was doing a predictions contest, and I've mentioned this numerous times. I did a predictions thing with, with a friend that was watching the show with me. And he was like, let's just pick Enzo and Cass because Hardy Boys aren't going to return at all. <laughs> it'll just be a, a, a dream for that to happen. And then as soon as New Day came out, I was like, oh, this is it. They're going to be returning. And my friend, you know, again, had heard of the Hardy Boys, never watched a Hardy Boys match. But because it was the Hardy Boys, we both were off our seats and did like the, the Chandler and Joey hug. <laughs> honestly i think it was more it was yes seeing jeff back in wwe was more important to me than seeing matt but seeing them back as a tag team was is, is up there with one of my favorite moments as a wrestling fan and it's one similar in a way to edge returning whenever i feel a bit down in the dumps it's something that i can go back and watch and smile about and watch the fans reaction and think yeah that was the same reaction for me and it's just a, a special, it's a special time to watch and be a wrestling fan. Just sit, seeing that reaction, Hardy Boys music, and it's just, it's perfect, you know. Yeah, again, can't say, can't say anything else, can you? Like, Callum touches on it all, he loves it. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I think that's it. I think I, I put them as number two because they did have quite a lot of single success together. Apart, even even though they were together, and I think um, my favorite like sort of incarnation of the Hardys is the broken stuff. So I have to kind of like drop them down a little bit because that wasn't what really happened in WWE. Um, so yeah, I the whole broken Matt Hardy thing in TNA was fantastic with Brother Nero and all stuff like that. Um, just to age myself slightly, because I think it's quite funny that you said that your first match you ever seen was the Hardys. Mine was um, uh, UK Rampage 92, um, mm. and it was the Repo Man and Tatanka. So, the fact yeah. that you're still a fan 29 years later shows a lot I mean, of commitment. No, I mean, How old have you been then? Um, I was six, I think. Because oh, I was 10 at the yeah. Rumble. Yeah. I think it was six. Six or seven. I used to be able to. This is a pure tangent. But I used to be able to... Um, there was a match, an Intercontinental title match with Macho Man and um, Shawn Michaels. And I used to be able to... Te- I used to be able to not watch the, ma- like the screen and tell people what, what move happened next. Like I oh watched God. that video so many times. There was like flurries of moves where I'd like I'd be like kip up, bounce off the rope, like flying elbow, uh, kip up again, gone onto the uh, show myself onto the rope, does a moonsault. Like I used to be able to do it so well for like flurries of the match, but like it was just nuts. Like yeah, I watched that match more than any other match I've ever watched in my life because it was the only wrestling video I had. <laughs> so yeah, UK Rampage ninety two. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, yeah, the Hardys, like, you can't, yeah, they were always going to be one or two. You can't fault them. It's one of them where even now, if um, I would say it's more likely that Matt will go to AEW than Jeff will, uh, Jeff will go to AEW than Matt will come back to WWE. Um, but even now, even if whatever happens, and as Callum said, the stars aligned and they got back together. It still feels special, and I think that's a big thing. 
like it's it's rare that you get that like I'm I'm cool for this to happen like 30 years after it originally happened do you know what I mean and um mm-hmm. yeah I think it's one of them where the yeah in maybe in 30 years time who knows some three people are sitting there doing the same thing and they're talking about the young bucks being a the greatest tag team because they remind them so much of the Hardys, who knows? Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's one of them where they never really, they never had a bad match when they were together. Um, I think they had the moments and they had the troubles and all that stuff, but um, as a tag team, they were unfaultable, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they ushered in the, like, in 1999, 2000, with the tables and the ladders and all stuff like that, they made the tag team titles mean something when they never really did. And they changed it to be, yeah, you can be these high flyers, yeah, you can be this, um, like put on these amazing tag team matches, um, which I don't think a lot of people saw a lot of stock in tag team wrestling outside of wrestlers. Um, before that point, they had moments obviously when like big wins and stuff like that. But before then, before TLC or the table match and stuff like that, it was rare people would be like, oh, yeah, I love the tag team division. Do you know what I mean? You just didn't seem to get that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, uh, a very deserving number one, I'll be honest. Definitely. There you go. Happy. I, like I said, <clears throat> I said to you guys in the chat, like generally, I have no issues with this list. And I yeah. prefer it to WWE's list. Um, Definitely. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. There we go. There it is. There's our list. Exhaustive list. Um, yeah. We were supposed to be done at 11 o'clock. No. It's now almost 12. Good luck, Adam. <laughs> I know. I'm yeah. dreading going downstairs. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. stay up here. The longer it goes, <laughs> if I go down at about five, it's, it's like... <laughs> yeah, just go down for your tea. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back upstairs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> just just order a delivery again. Jump through the window. Yeah. 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 I'm never leaving. That's it. <laughs> um, right okay we'll wrap this one up then um, so Callum have you got anything you want to plug yeah just follow me on Twitter I don't really know when this episode's going to be released I don't think Adam or Ty do uh, <laughs> definitely after it, the Euros hopefully <laughs> by the time it's been released England may, may have won the Euros I might have a New England shirt to be repping instead of the one that belonged to my brother about 15-16 years ago and it fits very loosely on me so um, but whether or not if it's if it's come home or not, it's been a good tournament to watch and it's made me forget about the real world for a few weeks. Good. I'm glad. Ty, anything you want to plug? Um same as always. Um I am Tybo Ledson on and the Tybo Ledson on Twitter. Um as always, uh, get your SLTD wrestling fill from everywhere you get wrestling stuff. Um, check out the website sltdwrestling.com as always um, yeah and there's some new things coming up and uh, new things that have happened I assume by the time this goes out and you know we'll um, there's always new things so whenever this goes out by all means go and check it out and wherever you get your podcasts or whatever you're listening just hit the little heart on the bottom to show a little bit of support because um, it's nice to know people are listening do you know what I mean <laughs> Um, 
and also if you have a list, by all means send it to us. Like, and, yeah, definitely. If you do not agree that London and Kendrick should be so high, let us know. Or if you think <laughs> London and Kendrick should be number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. And American yeah. Alpha should be on the list. Yeah, and if, <laughs> if you're disgusted that not these two didn't put the Road Warriors slash Legion of Doom on the uh, on their list, then by all means tell us that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Uh yeah, uh, as always, follow me on Twitter, um, Farrandon Film. And I probably, by the time this comes out, I'll be enjoying my half term, if not busy with another prior engagement that has uh, scuppered part of my half term. But oh well, um, we'll, we'll, we'll get through, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Am I wrapping it up? Are you wrapping it up? I don't know what we're doing. You, are, you can wrap it up. Am you I? can do your thing. Right. You did most. You did um, the rules and that. I'll let you do it. Well, it's fine, isn't it? Um, yeah, <laughs> so... Yeah. I mean, by the time this comes out, COVID restrictions may have lifted and, you know, supposedly no one's wearing a mask, but I, I would say if you're doing that, you're being a bit daft because um, I'll definitely be wearing a mask everywhere. Um, I think certain, certain places I'll still wear a mask, but I probably won't be wearing one all the time. But then I suppose then what's the point? So you make a good point. I mean, outdoor, I wouldn't be. Indoors, probably. Especially if it's crowded. Yeah. Like if I'm going to Asda or other supermarkets that are available to go to, um, then obviously I'm going to wear one. But maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really thought about when I would and when I wouldn't. But yeah, if there's a lot of people. Or mm. there's somebody who's like, oh, God, I don't like that. You're not wearing the mask. I'll be like, yes, I'm probably not. No, I mean, yeah. Like, I'm not an ass. Like, someone <laughs> feels, pr- someone's like, oh, my God, like, this guy's not wearing the mask. Oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, losing the mask. I'll be like, I'm probably not. Throw tomatoes down. Yeah. I've been outside a bit in the last few weeks going to watch cricket. And, you know, I wear a mask. Uh, you know, in and around the stadium. And then when we're sat down, because we're sat down in our supposed bubbles, mm. you, you can take it off then. So yeah, I think right. for me, it you know, because I, I go to watch a fair amount of sport, I will probably do the same thing that I've done in the last few weeks for the rest of the year and even years to come. You know, to me, it's not, it's not a, I don't really do a lot of shopping. We do it online, which yeah. is good. Um, you know, but when I when I'm out and about, I'll just take a mask with me, and if I feel uncomfortable at any point, put the mask on. And yeah, I think it'll be a while before I don't go out with a mask in my pocket. Yeah, least. yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think it'll be a long time before I do that. But yeah, yeah. Mom. Anyway, Kane's wrestled for thirty years wearing a mask, so he's fine. But except right. at Crown Jewel when it fell off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, when he did what those daft people in America were doing, and he cut the mouthpiece out of it. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So stay safe, and we will uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.